0: Albert Einstein, at one point in his contemplations on life and science, said, No amount of experimentation can ever prove me right. A single experiment can prove me wrong. This is something no modern worshiper of the science demigod will ever admit. Science is pragmatic. Its conclusions must work. As discussed in the Philosophy of Language podcast, when words stop being useful, the fabric of language is changed through changing individual words or collection of words so that they start being work or useful or working again. Because it is a tool to predict the future, as discussed in the philosophy of language podcast dealing with scientific language, science can, exu- can assume or ignore contradictions in its language in order to successfully predict the future. So for example, science can create words such as entropy, dark matter, dark energy, that have contradictory meanings of ignorance and knowledge, yet work. This assumption of the contradiction in the language of science and in mathematics is often used in attempts to get around the attribute of falsifiability as a necessary attribute of science, because it is one that many scientists and most of its worshipers either ignore or want to ignore or do not comprehend. They have faith, and that is all it is, is faith, religious faith in science, as a giver of certain truth, though it is not and never will be. It is important for workers to see past this delusion, just as Einstein and and most scientists who have studied the metaphysical, ontological, and epistemological nature of their craft have done. The use of mathematical probability and statistics is a replacement for deductive reasoning in order to hide the inductive reasoning involved in science is one of the ways this delusion is created. For example, if a theory states the probability is 1 in 3 that something will occur and it does not occur, is the theory falsified? Not really, not until the odds are beaten so many times that the fabric of mathematical language, as would any language, requires either that the odds be changed or the theory be changed to make the odds sound or valid again. What if the event does occur one in three times most of the time? Is this certain truth? No, because the odds are based on inductive reasoning that, as we discussed, can never give certainty. What probability and statistic does is give the appearance of certainty and creates a deceptively open question of there being truth when probability statements such as these are taken in isolation. They, mean, they must not be taken in isolation. The definition of science and its four discussed attributes must be taken as a whole in the whole fabric of scientific language, not in isolation. Science is a rational tool for predicting future experience based on past experience using the scientific method requiring hypothesis, repeatable experiments, falsifiability, and parameter-controlled experiments. So if a theory states the probability is one in three that something will occur and it does not occur, The theory has not been falsified yet, but will be falsified when its predictions stop working, or when the theory must be modified so much that it essentially becomes a different theory. If events do occur one in three times as predicted, does this prove the theory a certain truth, necessary or absolute truth? No, because at any point the odds may change as the sense experience changes. Such use of statistical and probability language does give pragmatic truth, as all language gives pragmatic truth, as we discussed in the Philosophy of Language podcast. Uh, Scientific language is not any different than any other fabric of language, except for its ability to assume or ignore contradiction. But the use of pragmatic statistics and probability does not eliminate the falsifiability attribute or requirement of something being science. As a further example, consider the scientific word or concept of DNA that in popular culture and some scientists worship as a religion that explains life, but it really explains nothing. When biologists for a particular audience, for a popular audience, say DNA changes life, they are not and cannot say there's a cause and effect relationship between DNA and any changes in life, nor can they even say there is a correlation between certain DNA and life. Biologists cannot even provide a theory as to whether DNA changes individual physical characteristics or whether it is the other way around. Biologists, when talking about the relationship between DNA and life, are talking pure statistics and statistical methodology. DNA can only give odds. When something beats the odds, the odds are falsified. But because biology and chemistry are sciences, thus allowing the fabric of their language to assume or ignore contradictions in order to make the theories work. Instead of calling it falsification, they call it a mutation, recalculate the odds, and go on predicting the future based on past experience. As with all scientific theory, DNA is simply a concept waiting to be falsified that gets us closer to the truth, but is not certain truth and never will be. The only certainty that it supports is the same certainty that physics and all sciences supports that life in reality, somehow out of disorder, creates order, a process that may or may not continue into the future. If you want to further contemplate the statistical nature of DNA, I suggest reading the article, The Dark Side of DNA Databases, in the Atlantic Magazine, available online, or read any recent studies, also available online, on the topic of the ability of the mind to sometimes change DNA, I would try to add a link to the Atlantic article on their podcast webpage. And the other articles, there are so many of them that I probably will not add any links. So what happens if eventually the worshippers of science realize it cannot give certain truth and it stops being a demigod? This is an important issue for workers since workers are the ones who, always, who as always, will suffer the bad consequences of whatever the new demigod will be.